Welcome to the Sunday Times Politics Weekly. I'm Mike Siluma. Today, we'll not be giving you our usual half-hour show. Instead, we're giving you a sneak peek of a conversation we had with the new ESCOM chairperson, Mpo Makwana. Makwana tells us how he plans to restore ESCOM to its glory days. With immediate effect. When people saw and I quote, in two years' time, Eskim's problems will be a thing of the past. People won't even remember load shedding. Unquote. They put saliva on the paper. I'm in charge. That's why these fools are running around here. I'm in charge. And then they share that zone. Point of order, Chaperson. Order, Chaperson. Point of order. Ruling party by point of order. Must step aside within 30 days. No, I'm not going to apologize. He has no brains whatsoever. The AFC president was sabotaged again yesterday. Well, sabotage, that can be This is not a shit. In, in a sense, you are a privileged person that you are new at ESCOM, but you've been, you know, at ESCOM before, uh, kind of. Uh, the, what, what would you say are the, are the key challenges facing the entity right now? The key challenges uh, are in line with the mandate that we've been given. Firstly, the mandate is to set the tone at the top. The tone of governance needs to be uh, set firmly on clean, healthy governance. The tone at the top needs to be set very clearly in terms of a winning culture. So, as you say, I have the benefit of having some institutional memory. So part of the institutional memory I bring along into this responsibility is that I remember that in 2001, ESCOM was the global power utility of the year. And we were global power utility of the year because we had high energy availability factor in line with global norms of averaging 86%. The country had high access in terms of percentage of population with access to electricity. The country also, through ESCOM, was ranked uh, in the top. So, for instance, uh, in nuclear, Quebec was always ranked among the top three uh, nuclear utilities in the world. ESCOM itself, at the time, was number 10 in the world. And so we need to dust off those indicators and look at what it would take for us to start working back, flowing back that legacy. Um, And so that's the the other thing. But the key thing is that you will achieve all this if you've got winning teams. Uh, You know, there's a a business leader uh, who over the years uh, used in the 50s was renowned to say people with the best people win. And so we have to appreciate that High-performance cultures come when your people are high-performance-driven. It's not numbers. It's not spreadsheets. It's not uh, all manner of technologies that are going to do that. It's people. And therefore, we have to rekindle the passion among ESCOM people, the all 40,000 of them, to ensure that wherever they are in whatever aspect of the organization, they do so from a high-performance, from a high-passion point of view. And so uh, that would be another key priority. Of course, on the technical side, we have to go back to those indicators, as I said, look at the technical maintenance, look at all the the disciplines around regular plant maintenance that ensured that uh, those many years ago, we had high energy availability factor. And so all these things working together require a board and an executive team that work well together. 
that embrace the highest uh, ethics, and most importantly, in the organization, an organization that itself embraces solid values. So there's going to be a lot of hard work done in that sphere. Lastly, we are going to need as a board, although we will be setting the tone at the top, but that tone at the top will also have to have an element of ground up where we're going to be going from power station to power station uh, within a defined schedule where we're constantly meeting people on the ground, where we're constantly looking and uh, taking a good look at the morale of people on the ground rather than sitting at a helicopter view in Megawatt Park and hoping that we can inspire people to do things differently. Mm-hmm. The, the board has changed at ESCOM, but not the management. Mm. What, what, what should be happening? Is the management going to stay in place or might we see changes on that front? In any organization, public or private sector, executives have longer tenure than boards. And so executives uh, live or fall on their swords based on their performance. And so performance management is what we're going to be driven by, fair and transparent performance. And based on that, that's how any executive in ESCOM uh, will live or fall by. Um, to, to, to jump the gun now and just uh, start making, uh, you know, unsubstantiated uh, uh, pronouncements on whether person X, person Y, person Z should be staying in their job or not would not be responsible for us as a board. We, we will get in, engage, uh, understand who's capable of doing what, understand who's delivering what sorts of value, and respond accordingly uh, where consequence management is needed, then we'll apply consequence management where celebration of that performance is required, then we'll celebrate it accordingly. Given our load-shedding troubles, the idea of recapturing ESCOM's glory days may sound far-fetched. But listen in and see if you are persuaded that it can be done. To catch my full conversation with Makwana, subscribe to the Sunday Times Politics Weekly Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can catch our content this Sunday on the Times Live, Sunday Times and Business Times websites. Mm -hmm.